This is the St. Louis Podcast Network. You're listening to the Last Man Up Podcast, a part of the St. Louis Podcast Network. Matt Berger, Clay Byersdorfer, and Andy Hanselman alongside. Wherever you are listening to us, whenever you are listening to us, we hope you are well. And if you're a new listener or a subscriber, welcome aboard. Happy to have you come along. So yeah. glad. So glad. So happy to have you. So we got, you know, we got to send flowers to wherever Katie Kearney is because I think she kind of helped us out a lot in promoting that last episode, which well, was our most listened one. It helps that she's a good-looking girl and that we all posted pictures of her associated that, with the that podcast. That always helps, but like on her Instagram story. I she mean, was she, super nice. She, she was very super nice. Super nice about it. Very nice about it. And, you know, we even kind of promoted like, hey, you know, you want to hear the story about my dad wrestling a bear click on the link below and that was yeah. her Instagram story. I know how many Instagram followers she has, but it's got to be It's more than you and I. Yes, more than what it's you and I can even than, It's not more than me though. <laughs> not more than Andy Hanselman who I mean look at Andy. I mean, come on. He's a beautiful man. He's a very beautiful man. Fresh but haircut and everything. She's yeah. got to have, you know, hundreds of thousands of, of followers on Instagram, so I don't know I don't know if it's that, but regardless. It's got to be. She looked like close. she had a really great week cuz she like went on vacation or something shortly after we talked to her or went and played somewhere beautiful. Oh, well, okay. So like, shout out to Katie for having the when, best week ever. When you are like an extremely beautiful woman like Katie Kearney is, you kind of get to go to places and do things like that. I'm what, just, get, I'm just you convinced. Get, you get invited? I think so. I think guys, because you know, there's always going to be guys who are like, hey, I mean, Ooh. I'm not saying that's what it is. She's probably down there modeling. So she's probably down there working. I don't think it's yeah. vacation. It just looks like vacation. She was playing golf. Okay, but I mean, like, you can't model all day long. It's not like she's working a drill press. I can't model all day long. Well, I do I it mean, every day, Bernard. You You do. That's your, that's your side hustle. <laughs> but what uh-huh. I'm saying is it's not like she's working a drill press. No. So, I mean, like, you're you're doing the photo shoot. You might do, like, a couple of different locations. I'm sure there are times when it's all day, but it's not like it's all day every day. So while you're down there, yeah, you're going to have time to squeeze in some golf and do some sightseeing. Hell of a week for Katie. Absolutely. Hell of a week. Very, very much a hell of a week. Uh, I had my first fantasy football draft on Friday. We're going to have Matt Lutovsky from the Sporting News on in a little bit. He is a fantasy football and fantasy baseball writer. He'll be joining us. I had my draft on Friday. I'm going to give a free plug here for The Post, which is where we had our fantasy draft at The Post and Creve Corps. They have draft rooms where your team, your league can rent out the room. I think it's like $99. Yeah. And you have like a huge draft board. And everybody just sits there and makes their picks. We had a draft hostess. Her name was Scarlett. Very cute, like 22-year-old girl. Was that the girl you took the picture with? That was the girl I took the picture with because I did win Cardinals tickets for uh, last night's game. Yes, I did ask her if she wanted to go because all my friends are like, you know you're going to ask her if she wants to go. You should have. I did ask her. I think it's one of those things where she's just too nice to say, no, "No, I'm not going out with you, you fat (laughs) bastard. So she just made it up that I think I have to work tomorrow so I can't go. get in my belly? I want to eat you. (laughs) I did not say that. I was even going to ask because, I mean, like, look, I'm 41 years old. Like, I'm well past the point of asking out girls whose age starts with a two. Right. So I'm like, look, you know. You you could. 20, what's the I rule? could. <clears throat> it's, Take your so age, divide it in half. Divide it in half. So what's 41 divided by two? That's uh, like 21. 20, 20 and a half. Or, so 21 plus, plus seven. 27. So you could date a 28 year old. Okay, but she this girl was not 28. She wasn't anywhere near okay. 28. She probably burger, thinks, what you have is you She have, probably thinks 28's old. You have money. I don't have money. And you're loaded. Quit, quit lying to people. And girls like that. No. You can be fat bastard no, and, get, I, I, and get broads if, because you're rich. If, I, if that was the case, I would love to do that. 
<laughs> I, that is not the case. Were the seats not that great either? The seats were okay. They were like by the bleachers. I ended up not going because it was like last minute and I was having difficulty finding someone to go with me. Everybody had plans. Did you get a phone call, Clay? He texted me. And I, I texted was just, him. I, I, was like, I didn't get one, although I was busy last night. <laughs> it was like three hours before the game. I was and, like, I'm, my night's, I, I already got he, stuff going on. See, here's another thing, too, is that we celebrated my sister's birthday yesterday. And it was ah. kind of like in the late afternoon, in the evening. So I kind of already had plans anyway. Yeah. I was going to cut that birthday party short and go to the game. But I'm just like, look, I mean, they're free tickets. It's not that big a deal. And... You know, you kind of looked at it as I saved money on the party and the beer. There you go. There's another way to look at it, too. There but you go. anyway. I, I have a draft question for you, boys. Go ahead. Because I think I may have screwed up. Oh. Already. Okay. Sweet Jumanji t shirt, by the way. Thanks. Sorry Appreciate to detract. But. No, that's fine. So I'm in a, uh, I'm, I'm, on a, I'm on the uh, TMA fan page, Fantasy League. Okay. Uh, I had the seventh overall pick. I, so I was, I picked seventh every time. Yes. I traded with. John Vaughn, who had the number one overall pick. Okay. I traded my first and second round pick for his first round and his fifth round pick. Okay. Does that think that's a bad move? Yes. How many play, how many players are in the 14. league? Fourteen. Yeah. Do you have keepers? Brand new league. Brand new. Oh yeah, that's terrible. Trade. That's a terrible trade. Dang it. Yeah, I would. I would not have. But I have that. the number. Okay. Now, who do I draft? Do I draft Le'Veon Bell or do I draft Todd Gurley first? I don't think he can go wrong with either one, to be honest with you. Yeah, I think it's a flip of a coin. Uh, I had the number two pick, and I, I picked Todd Gurley. The guy who had number one overall did take Le'Veon Bell. And I told him, I go, look, I go, if you take Le'Veon Bell, I'm taking Todd Gurley. And if you take Todd Gurley, I'm taking Le'Veon Bell. The only thing that makes me nervous about taking Todd Gurley is that that... Has, off- that, has never been injured? Well, no. that offensive. <laughs> I mean, the Rams' offensive line is, is pretty old. I mean, Andrew Whitworth, the, the starting left tackle is 37, and their center's like 33. John Sullivan. Yeah, John Sullivan's 33. We're very familiar with all the injuries that Roger Saffold had yep. when he was here in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. He's still their starting uh, left guard. Yeah. So, I mean, like the offensive line does worry me because we've seen what Todd Gurley looks like when the offensive line is poop. So... That's that's what makes me a little bit nervous about taking Todd Gurley. But other than that, I mean, I have no, I have no questions about his ability. And the Rams' offense obviously is a lot better underneath. I don't know. I think maybe Sean McVay than was under Jeff know. Fisher. I think about picking Neil Lomax too, but I'm not. There sure. you go, Stump Mitchell. Stump I would Mitchell. take Stump Mitchell. Mitchell. Another Stump Mitchell reference. Another Stump Mitchell reference for uh, that was the, the, that was you throwing a Tito Landrum reference. We're good. <laughs> Which and here's and here's here's the uh, the correlation. Tito Landrum and Stump Mitchell lived in the same house in Ginger Creek here in Edwardsville. There you go. There, there's, there's our, uh, there's our tie-in. There's our tie-in. But uh, at the post, you could stay. Like another good thing too was, if like certain rounds, you had to pick. Okay, which guy made the they made the worst pick, and whoever made, we all like got together. We thought made like you know this person made the worst pick. That person had to drink a shot of real tequila. Oh wow! Whoa. And then there was a rule that towards the end, like you know, like the later rounds of the draft, if you pick a player that's already been picked, you have to do a shot of real tequila. Oh. So there are a lot of guys who were like, you know, I'll take blah blah blah. I'd be like, yeah, blah 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 was taken two rounds ago. Shot, and then like, and she was vicious about it, like in a fun way. She she was a uh, she had a lot of fun with us. That's- she was she was you know like a cute fun girl, like you know like. There's no better time to bust balls than during a fantasy draft. Like we had, okay, Fred Slow's in the league, and you know that no one busts balls like Fred Slow. Correct. So we're busting balls like left and right, and she jumped right in, and she had no problem, you know, doing it to everybody else as well. 
Well, that's good. She was able to keep up with you. She was, scoundrels. yeah. Considering that that was like the first time that she'd ever. Scoundrels. Rascals. Rascals. That, that was the first time that she had ever done a draft room like that. So is this a new thing for them or has it been I, going on? I think it's been going on. I'm not sure 100%. The draft board was kind of an impressive operation. From what I saw, the picture that you posted. Yes, it was. It was. It be and they're like, okay, if you're not sure, like who you want to pick, they can move like screens over. And I'll, I'll tell you like best player available, uh, you know, by by position wow. stuff like that. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's pretty. So uh, was it ninety nine bucks per person, or just to rent the room and use? Just to rent the room and ninety nine dollars. That did was they it. include any food for you guys? Uh, they did not. But like, I think at the midway point of the season, we can go back and have like a pizza party, like a pizza watch party. Oh, neat. That's part of it too. A pizza watch and, party. And I the, mean, I would be totally in if you got free cheesesteaks from the post. The, <laughs> the commissioner, he got a bag of goodies or whatever and so did whoever won the league last year, who was my brother, he won the league last year. He got a gift bag too that had like t-shirts and koozies and stuff like that in it. So if you haven't had your fantasy draft yet and you're wondering where can I have one, I cannot recommend the post enough. It was a good time. Well, if I need a free T-shirt, I know where I can go. Did you, did you win your league last year, or are you the commissioner? No, I'm just saying I would try harder to win the free T-shirt. I got you. If I, if I <laughs> move my league there. That is a good something idea, about, though. Something about a free T-shirt is really gets people really motivated, it really and I don't does. know why. I, anything free, honestly. <laughs> honestly, anything free. I used to work at a radio station where we would make like, – it was a music station. It wasn't a, a sports talk station. And 73 degrees in the Gateway City. I'm Matt Berger. Here's yeah. Toto. Continuous Hit Radio, 104.5 <laughs> KSLQ. Here's Wham! You know. So, KSLQ, is that uh, Lake of the Ozarks? No, that is in Washington. Oh, wow. oh Washington. Okay. Y98 used to be KSLQ. They did. Mm, yeah. yeah. So anyway, we would, you know, we would do live remotes at different places. And if you were giving stuff away, it didn't matter what it was. There's only be someone showing up wanting to know, did you already give it away? And if you run yes. out, God forbid you run out. God forbid you run out of T-shirts or stickers. Oh, stickers, the worst. yeah, stickers is the worst. Because then everyone feels like they're entitled. Yes, yes. I you waited all day. I came here for that sticker. I drove. I drove from three counties yeah. over to get my KSLQ sticker, and damn it, you don't have it. You owe me. So I'm, right. I'm, t- I'm going to take the one off your car. And I'm mad. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it, it, it didn't make any sense. But people, if you're giving away anything for free, man, people love it. People love free shit. I. I, I enjoy the uh, t-shirt cannons as well. I'm a big fan of those at sports games. Big fan of the t-shirt cannons. T-shirt cannons. When they shoot those things off. Get a little, and the, uh, what do they got at Bush? The t-shirt sling? That one yes. I'm a big fan of. The slingshot. Because people go absolutely nuts trying to catch these free $3 Walmart t-shirts. Yeah, which is more than likely not going to fit the person who caught no, it. No, no. Exactly. Congratulations. Therein lies like, the problem. You, you right. caught a child small. That's why I don't care about t-shirts. I don't either. Yeah. <laughs> you and I are in the same boat, Hansel. I mean, I mean, it's a sinking ship, but we're in the same boat. Because it's not like you can throw it back. Like, if you no. caught it at the game, you're like, you're oh, I'm sorry, like, I need an XL. Can you imagine our two asses uh, in a canoe? A can you imagine our two asses in a canoe? No, I cannot. Holy shit. We, we, we'd be dragging the bottom, going, how come we're not catching this up to anybody? This is the worst float trip ever. I hate you, Matt. Yeah. How come we're not catching anybody? So you guys are more tube guys than, than we, canoe I think we might, we might do okay like in an eight-man raft. Yeah, okay. something like you. that. Yeah. I gotcha. And it better be a very deep river, too. Like we, <laughs> we, we, we can maybe you know canoe the Mississippi. Deep river. My home is over Jordan. This is the second podcast in a row where you sang a song. Bro- broke out in song. Don't even start playing random nonsense again <laughs> like you did last no, week. I have uh, I have figured out the cue point where I can't, where I sang Tuesday afternoon right. Anyway. Anyway, I think we ought to uh I can't wait to talk some Mizzou football so I can play this. <laughs> Missouri. 
Good football teams. Those college teams are good, huh? What are you going to do this year? I think pretty good stuff, huh? <laughs> That's right, Donald. I think actually, I think Mizzou's actually going to be pretty good this Donald year. Donald Trump, big Mizzou guy. Big Mizzou guy. Big Mizzou guy. Yeah. How about that? Uh, <laughs> uh, how about that, Larry Smith? Are we going to bring him back? <laughs> um, I think Mizzou's actually going to be I pretty have, good this I year. That but too. I know a lot about Pennsylvania, and it's great. How's Joe Paterno? Are we going to bring that back? <laughs> right? <laughs> how about how about that whole? How about that whole deal? <laughs> How's Joe Paterno? He's six feet under, you dumbass. I mean, yeah, he's been dead for years. A long time. It. Yeah, it's not like Joe Paterno had just died. No. Did we talk about that movie on HBO? The yeah, Paterno I think, movie? I think we did. We yeah. did. It wasn't did. very good. Well, it sucked. Because we were talking with um, <clears throat> uh, about Andre the Giant oh, documentary. That yeah. was good. Yep. That was the, very good. The Andre the Giant documentary was amazing. It was really good. The Paterno movie is not. What's amazing right now is how good the Cardinals are. I wouldn't say amazing, but we kind of owe them a little bit of an apology. I know I owe them an apology. I was tossing dirt on their grave yeah. three weeks ago, and I know you were kind of standing oh, right I next was to too. me. We're, we're all victim. Uh, or not we victim. We're, been, we're all to bl- uh, blame for well, throwing We may have been a tad premature on their death. I mean, they're beating, so they're beating good teams. If they were yep. beating a bunch of garbage teams, mm-hmm. I'd be they're like, okay. Good, yeah. They take three or four from Mattitude. Yeah, they take took two or three from Milwaukee. Milwaukee, Milwaukee. which is Algonquin for the good land. Right, yes. it is. Thank you, Alice Cooper. Um, <laughs> but their show gets stupider and stupider. <laughs> well, look every who's, week. Look who's, look who's behind it. It's the three of us. <laughs> That's true. It's not exactly going to be the McLaughlin group. It's fantastic. Mm. Wrong. Next topic. <laughs> but you got to give a lot of credit to Mike Schilt. And I keep saying that I'm like I'm not ready to give him the job. I'm not saying he shouldn't be considered. Yeah. I'm not ready to hand him the reins, but he's making a strong argument that he needs to be handed the reins because look how different this this team is not like it's substantially different than the one that Matheny had. And look how much better they're see, playing. No, but it is. That's that's where we disagree because I think as much as I mean Schilt I think has done a fantastic job, but who's really shined over this, you know, six, you know, seven series, you know, winning, you know, streak, whatever you want to call it, uh, is John Mozalock. I mean, at the point in time when Mike Matheny got fired, you had a dead roster. You had tons of young talent that wasn't getting a shot. Um, you know, we kept running into excuse after excuse, like, oh, well, guys are coming back from injury. They're going to come back around. And, you know, within the span of two weeks, John Mozalock pulls the plug on Matheny, pulls the plug on, you know, it seemed like every elderly reliever that we had or ineffective reliever that we had brought off some really good, you know, young guys from Memphis uh, to the pen, and that's really balanced out everything else. Okay, but, like, th- these players were on the roster. I'm just saying, like, it's not like they got rid of Mike Matheny and made a bunch of moves. Oh, no, well, they did. They blew, I mean, they blew up the bull. Yeah, well, trust for trades, yeah. I mean, okay, they, they DFA'd they, a bunch of they've buttholes. Made, they've made a couple of trades, but they weren't, like, huge trades. They, they didn't land Manny Machado or anybody well, like that. No, 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 he plays for the Dodgers, the oh, Doyers. Oh, oh, the Doyers of Los Angeles. The uh, Doyers. The Doyers. So I like that. Doyer, man. Every player that's on this team has pretty much been on the team the entire time. Yep. It's just that, I mean, that's what a manager does. He deals with, he works with what he's got, and he shows doing a hell of a lot better job than what Matheny he did. did. Question for you then, Mr. Berger. Addition by subtraction with the injury to Dexter Fowler? I think what it did is that it kind of relieved the pressure of having to play Dexter Fowler. Yeah. And I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of, I don't know about you, I'm kind of cracking up how everybody 
is falling madly in love with Harrison Bader yep. and falling is starting to fall madly in love oh. with Tyler O'Neill. But I'm old enough to remember when everybody was in love with Randall Gritchick and Stephen Piscotty, and everybody thought that they were going to be two of the Cardinals outfielders and for like the next Bo decade Hart. or so. And yeah, Stubby Clap. Yeah. So th- and Rex Hudler. So th- well, and Darren Miles. I'm, I'm, I'm seeing I'm seeing the, <laughs> the, the pattern that you're going at. I'm just telling I'm just telling the fib that yeah, Harrison Bader has played amazing and he's a mm-hmm. lot of fun to watch play. I don't care. I love Harrison Bader. He has the best hair in center field in the he National League. He does have really good hair. He does, he does have great lettuce. He plays for the Cardinals, and we're the best fans, and we deserve the best players. And right now, Harrison Bader is the best player for the Cardinals. Oh, there's some people out there who are campaigning that think he needs to be Rookie of the Year. Over, like, Okuna. Yes. <laughs> which is wild, but... Weird, he, weird it, oh, I mean, it's the same people who think that, I mean, like Matt Carpenter will get MVP consideration, especially the way that the team no continues doubt. to improve. No the have, can you have a bad first week? Bad, I'm sorry, bad first six weeks of the season to get the MVP? Absolutely. I don't, I don't see why you couldn't. Absolutely. Because this Cardinals team, not only are they in contention for the second wildcard spot, they're in contention for the Central. Do you yep. give it to Matt Carpenter the or second, do you give it to the Salsa? They have second best record <laughs> in the National League. How tired of you hearing about the Salsa? Oh, my God. They have a second best record in the National League behind the Chicago Cubs. They're second in the wild card right now. Only yeah. To, um, I have the team. Arizona. Arizona. No. Um, I believe I'm it's gonna, Arizona. I thought Arizona was winning the West. Arizona. No, the Rockies are winning the West. Actually, no, there's there's a tie amongst the uh, top of the NL West between the Rockies and the D-Bags. Okay, there you go. Uh, the Cardinals are 68-57. The Brewers are 69-57. Your Chicago Cubs are 71 and 52. Uh, so for the second best record, they do not have the second. Bre- I don't have the wild card standings, though. These are just the regular standings. They don't have the second, the second best record of the second half. I'm sorry. I didn't clarify that. Was that what it was? See, so yeah, I everything off. I'm oh losing all credibility. Uh, but yes, Matt, to do your we point. we have any to begin with? Uh, Shield has done, I think, a really good job in terms of creating a a different culture. I think he's made a really good impression on the media. I think uh, the Post Dispatch and you know everyone else that's come down to the ballpark really responds to how he talks to fans, how he yes. talks to the media, and um, you know I think the players are taking notice of that and are really heeding his words as well. Oh, I think the players love him. Yeah, I think the players absolutely I, love him. Yep. There's a lot. There, there's a newfound respect in that clubhouse, and that's a good thing. I, I think absolutely, so. that's a very good thing I because. Think so. I'm hearing that, you know, Matheny, obviously, he wants to manage again mm-hmm. because, I mean, you, you don't want to go out being fired and then you see the improvement. He'll in get the t- another job. Did you see, I don't think he will. You see, you see Kansas City was linked to him? Well, like as far as like a bench coach or something like that, they were, yeah. they're not going to fire. They're not going to fire Ned Yost for a while because no, I mean, no, no. Ned, Ned Yost won that team a, a world, won that franchise a World Series. Yeah. He should be untouchable for at least another couple of years, especially the way they've gutted that roster. None of that is Ned Yost's fault. They're thinking about bringing him in as, as a as a bench coach. Yeah. But what I'm hearing is that yeah, Matheny wants to manage again. But if you like, if you pull the players, sources he is, tell me he is not a popular player or he's not a popular manager for players. It, players it, do not want to play for Mike. No, Matheny. I've heard that. I've heard that because they didn't like the the Bible thumping and the like straight that you know, is, tie yeah, all that's, the time. That's what my inside sources told me. Okay, yeah. so I mean, if that's the case, if players do not want to play for you, good luck getting a managerial job. Yeah, yeah, good it's, luck. I, it's tough to convince ownership that yes, absolutely I can, it is. I've changed who I am completely, and now I'm going to get along with that. I know there's going to be people out there going to be like, well, you know what? He's the boss. You know, the players need to conform. Bullshit. This is, I mean, like any professional sport, that's the players run that. 
players run it. They you do. show up for the players. No, no one's showing up to watch Mike Matheny or Mike Schilt or Joe Girardi oh, manage a team. Oh, I did. Oh, you just wanted to look at him. <laughs> I did. Him, he's, him, he's him, in the shade forearms. Very handsome. The NFL would disagree that professional sports are are completely about the athletes. Well, the yeah. NFL would say it's about the ownership. The, yeah, the, I have a throwaway it, the, question. The NFL is idiot proof, though. <laughs> I have a throwaway question before we go to our guest. So, we had, so on the on the Fox Sports Midwest post game coverage, they had Tony TV when it was Larusa. And they had mic'd up with uh, with Mike Matheny. Have they have they have they renamed the post game press conference yet? I have no, I have no idea. I don't I have, watch it. I haven't much. watched it either. No. Uh, what was I gonna? Say? I would I would name it. I'm tired of the Schilt. <laughs> you know the Cardinals. They do not have that kind of a sense of humor. They're not going to do that. I've seen the Holy Schilt uh, t shirts. <laughs> yeah, I saw Schaefer okay, tweeted something about that. That's yesterday. great. That's funny. That's fantastic. I guarantee. That is. I guarantee Blue Hair Usher at Bush Stadium is going to make someone turn that shirt. Oh, you know it. Of course. I remember it was a couple years ago. But speaking of the Royals, when the Royals were playing the uh, the Orioles in the uh, in the ALDS, and they had T-shirts on that said these these O's ain't royal. <laughs> yeah, and I thought it was hysterical. I'm like, pretty funny, pretty yeah. funny. There's yeah. no there's no way the Cardinals would ever do anything like that because like players, there, players were having like well, maybe the at the post game uh, press conference they would have that shirt on. I'm like, there's no way the Cardinals would any other players wear well, anything some, like that. Well, someone just made it. I, it was on like one of those t-shirt design websites. So someone just created it. I, the Cardinals would never back it, obviously though. Well, but you know, it would well, be funny to get one of the MLB one of their big uh, programs is stand up to cancer. Yep. And there was like a little sub thing down there was that was cancer sucks. As another thing. Yeah. I'm surprised they even allow the word sucks. They don't. Okay. It was a MLB uh apportioned what do you want to say, you know, uh bene- uh, what think? charity. Yeah. Charity. Yeah. <laughs> benefit of charity. It said somebody wore a cancer sucks shirt to the stadium. Yeah. And they were told they had to turn that into No that way. Yep. That that does not surprise me. Yep. That's crazy. Yep. yep. Not yep. surprise me. I'm surprised that even the ballpark's legally allowed to just be like, yeah, you have to turn your inside, your shirt. Now, if it's completely offensive, like if someone, you know, had the N-word, you know, <laughs> right across their shirt, I get well, that. Well, I would hope people were going to the ballpark openly I'm wearing saying, a shirt I'm with the N-word like, on it. Th- what, is the, what is the line? Like, what? that's my point. What oh, is I'm the sure line where people are like, no, that shirt's okay? I don't wear shirts that have swear words on, the, on, the, on them to begin with. But if that's I like was, something I would do when I was if, in high school because I right. thought it was funny. If I was out yeah. of a place and I was wearing a shirt that, like I said, St. fucking Louis on it, <laughs> and somebody had to turn it inside out, right. I would absolutely turn it I, inside I out. Okay, that. but I mean, like, I, as an adult, if you're wearing no. a shirt with a swear word on it, you got I'm some real problems. I'm wearing a damn Jumanji t-shirt you got, today. You, you got some real problems. I, this was years ago. We had like a work happy hour, and this girl showed up with her, her fiancé. Oh, no. And he had a t-shirt on that said, the word of the night is legs. Spread oh. the word, and I'm like, this is your this is your fiance coming showing up at not I mean like not technically a work function, but with people that you're working with. Same deal. Wearing a t-shirt, same rules apply. Yeah, wearing a t-shirt that is you know would some might say offensive. This is I mean this is a grown man wearing this t-shirt, but I mean he was about a, a, about as big as hoosh as it gets. He probably it has, sounds like it. He probably has another sh- one of those shirts that's like welcome to the gun show, and it's got yeah. all arrows <laughs> pointed to his arms. Suns out, guns out. Suns out, guns out. Yeah, some, one what, of those. Every day is leg day. Yeah. What kind Remember of- those big Johnson t-shirts? Yes. Oh, my God. Those were the epitome of Hoosier. Yeah, th- those were Hoosier. So were the bad boy t-shirts, yes. too. For those listening around the uh, country, Hoosier means redneck, by the way. <laughs> I used to I used to work retail, yeah. and we would sell bad boy. Like It was like the bad boy t-shirts. Yeah. And um, we had one t-shirt. I, I'll never forget this. this. This woman was looking at it. She had a little girl with her. 
and a little girl said, like, Mommy, what does this T-shirt say? And the T-shirt said, Moms love good boys, but chicks dig bad boys. And she goes, but when it comes to your father, it should say, Moms dig good boys, chicks dig bad boys, but your father digs strippers. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'd be like, no chill whatsoever. And I'm like, yeah, I am not going to be helping you today because you have a little bit of anger in you. That's a nice T-shirt idea, though. Not a bad one. I I would wear that. I was making t-shirts one time for a karaoke show. The, some of my guy was working for he came up with the idea. Main t-shirts say, I'll make you famous. <laughs> I saw a girl one time wearing a t-shirt that said off-duty stripper. And I'm like, that'd be a great name for a band. That would be. Off-duty stripper would be off-duty a great stripper. name for a band. Joining us on the phone right now is Matt Lutovsky from the Sporting News. He is a fantasy football and baseball writer. You can follow him on Twitter at MLutovsky. Matt, how are you, sir? Hey, I'm doing well. How are you guys doing? Good, because it is the most wonderful time of the year, fantasy football season. Oh, I get to sing again. Oh, oh God, please. I should have said that, Matt. I, wonderful time I'm going to unplug your mic. Matt, I, Where's the mic cord? I'm going to unplug Matt, it. Matt, I apologize for, for Andy's uh, brutal singing, but uh, I don't know about you. I look forward to this year, this time of the year so much. What are your feelings on it? Is it kind of like Christmas morning? Well, I mean, it's what keeps me employed, so yeah. <laughs> I, I, I like I paychecks. <laughs> I don't really have a choice but to like it. So, yeah, I mean, it's really busy for me, obviously, and uh, and it can get a little crazy in that regard, especially when there's Josh Gordon just appears and then he's back and then Adrian Peterson might sign because Darius Geis blows out his ACL. So there's nonstop news flow, and then obviously all the groundwork you do leading up to that with the rankings and the sleepers and the tears and all that good stuff. And then it's just constantly updating that and pretty much throwing it out the window by the time week one approaches. So that, yeah, that's pretty much how my, my August goes. Well, before we get into like individual player rankings, let's talk a little bit about strategy. Are you someone who's like, okay, you got to take a running back first. Are you running back, running back, running back? Are you best player available? Are you wide receiver now? Because the running game, I mean, there, there isn't as much of an emphasis on the running game. It's more about passing and wide receivers. Yeah, I mean, I I really don't have a set strategy early on anyway. I mean, generally speaking, I I like to wait on quarterbacks. I just think there's so many good ones that as nice as it is to get Aaron Rodgers or or Tom Brady or Russell Wilson or whoever, there's plenty of good ones you can get later, and the the differentiation isn't that huge. Uh, And and generally, I wait on tight end. Really kind of the one, well, two rules, rules, like hard and fast I have. Kicker last round, of course. And then I really wait to the last two, two or three rounds to get a defense. I, and I, and I'm a play matchups all year defense. I'm on and off that waiver wire nonstop with my defense. I don't, I just don't think it's worth it to take one much earlier than that. But yeah, I mean, generally speaking, I, I like getting a running back early. We kind of had a little resurgence after a big wide receiver. Uh, I don't know what you want to call it infestation the last couple of years. It seems like the top of the drafts now, first round anyway, are back to being very running back heavy. There's still a few wide receivers in there, of course, but you know, no, there's no tight ends. It's like Gronk and Jimmy Graham. They had their little flirting with the first round. That seems to be over. Seems like everyone is like, yeah, I'm not taking a quarterback first round for sure. So yeah, it's pretty much all running backs. That's what I look for. But look, if I have the sixth pick and Antonio Brown's still there, I'm going to take Antonio Brown. So it just sort of depends on how how that first round goes. Matt, I need to know how many fantasy football leagues are you actually in? Because I mean, I'm, I, I'm in three. <laughs> I cut back every year. 
and then new people try to pop up every year and ask me to be in one this and that so i think i'm i think i'm only riding three this year honestly and it used to be way worse do you win every league no i mean that's the thing right it's like i do i do well but you know that's the thing about fantasy football is that you you can you know be a quote-unquote expert or whatever and spend all time all your time looking at it and then it just someone else will win because they happen to not draft a guy who gets hurt do your friends give you crap for when they beat you because you're supposed to be the expert because i (laughs) would if i beat you i would definitely tweet at you every day remember that time that i beat you (laughs) exactly and that's why it's like i don't like doing it because there's this undue pressure but then at the end of the day i guess i go well i get paid to to do it and you guys don't so cool you want you know 85 bucks in our league but uh, I make a living off it, so you know that that kind of works itself out too. God, that's awesome, Matt. I'm a guy who hasn't <laughs> played fantasy football in, in quite a while, and I'm actually involved in a in a league this year. What what kind of advice would you give to a guy like me who hasn't played in a while and and, and wants to have some fun and maybe and, and try and, and and be a little bit competitive with it? I say don't just don't do it, man. Keep <laughs> oh, just keep just, keep, just, keep, just, just quit. Yourself. Just quit. Okay. Just I've, go quit. I've, I've already paid, so I, I'm I'm kind of screwed. Yeah. Already. No. I mean, if you if you're jumping back, I mean, honestly, it sounds shameless, but I mean, hey, go go check out that sportingnews.com cheat sheet. But yeah, we'll we'll find everything. No, but the main thing is just, I mean, really, there is no like I was saying before, there is no set strategy. People will try to tell you definitely do this, except wait till the last round to draft a kicker. That's something you have to do. But other than that. You can just say, hey, you know, I like this guy. I want, I want to get this. I want to get that. The other thing, you can never have enough running backs. You can never have enough handcuffs. And uh, the other main thing is, like, be active on the waiver wire because it's like so many people just want to think it's all about the draft because, you know, that's fun, right? That's the most fun. But once the season starts, a lot of times the people who do well are just going to be people who try the hardest, you know, and try to stay active on the waiver wire and, and make moves and, and, and that kind of thing. So, yeah, that's why it's 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 important that, it, you know, season long as opposed to just that one day in August or early September. Matt Lutovsky from the Sporting News joining us right now. You can follow him on Twitter at MLutovsky. Let's, let's get to Lutovsky uh, Big Board, who's number one overall in the uh, non-PPR and PPR. Well, non-PPR, we got Ezekiel Elliott. Which, you know, you can really flip a coin, those top four running backs to me of, of, of Zeke and, and Le'Veon Bell and David Johnson and Todd Gurley. I, I wouldn't have beef if anyone picked one of those four. I just like Zeke a little more. Um, obviously, focal point of the offense, gets a ton of carries, best of line of football. And, uh, and, you know, we know what he can do. He was second in the league last year in fantasy points per game uh, behind Todd Gurley. So even though, obviously, he had the suspension, so the overall numbers were down, he was still right there on a point-per-game basis. PPR, there I'd probably lean toward Gurley just because he obviously does more in the receiving game. Uh, I, you know, Le'Veon Bell's right there, too. David Johnson, of course, I mentioned those guys. The only thing about Le'Veon Bell, this holdout – it worries me just a touch. Not that he's going to miss any games. He's basically doing what he did last year, but he started slow last year if you look at it. So that's the first couple weeks, or maybe it's a little worse than you thought. You never know. And then also, I do think he's more susceptible to injury, not really doing a training camp. I'm not too worried about him, obviously. That's the only reason don't have him one. David Johnson, I don't worry about coming back from injury. I worry about that offense and that offensive line a little bit, which is just enough to get them out of the top spot. Yeah, I'm worried. I picked Todd Gurley. I had one of my fantasy drafts on Friday. I had the number two overall pick. I picked Todd Gurley, and I have you know all the confidence in the world in him and his abilities. 
I'm more worried about that Rams offensive line. You have Andrew Whitworth on the left tackle. He's 37. You have John Sullivan. He's a center. He's 33. Roger Saffold, when they were here in St. Louis, we saw all the injury concerns that he's had. So, I mean, he, he could go at any moment, too. Is that something you consider, too, when you're taking someone like a Todd Gurley, like the offensive line depth and help? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I you know I think that's the worry with Johnson too, and that's why I elevate Zeke in the in the non PPR. Um, you know, with Gurley too. You know, another thing I look at Gurley, and this is where you you do all the analysis, and you crunch the numbers, and you look at the O line and all this stuff. But sometimes, uh, like legitimately for me, it comes like, what are the odds he finishes number one two years in a row? That just usually doesn't happen, right? It's just there, there's just too much law of averages and war of attrition going on at once. But you know, we still got him too. Like I said, I like him number one in PPR, so I'm not I'm not off uh, off him completely. But uh, yeah, everything went right last year for the Rams, and a lot of times we see those types of teams. There's there's a little step back the next year, and uh, you know, Gurley's just such a big part of that offense. I, I think he's still he's still going to be be massive. But yeah, slight slight worries with the with the O line for sure. Matt, let me ask you this. I am in a 12-team keeper league, and one of the guys uh, that's popping up in the near of you know every mock draft of mine is Saquon Barkley. Um, what is the hype around this guy, and is it is it real? It seems to be you know he's that generational type of running back, like a Leonard Fournette last year. Um, what can we expect out of Saquon this year? Yeah, you know, it's funny, though, you mentioned Leonard Fournette last year, and then you look at it, two other rookies finished ahead of him, right? Now, right. Kamara and Kareem Hunt. So it can be funny how that works out. Uh, you know, I, I I really like Barkley. Should be a huge part of that offense. Seems like a do-it-all guy as a runner and a receiver. Um, obviously, that that that's an offense that needs that jolt of talent to, go, to, to sort of go along with Odell Beckham. It looks like that guy. Uh, you know, we have him. We have him ninth among running backs. A lot of, I think, in a lot of drafts, he'll go higher than that. Um, really, the the one guy we we have ahead of him most places known as Melvin Gordon, who I think is sort of uh, graduated. He's not that old, but he's graduated almost into that old and boring class that we do with running backs a lot. Yeah. We also we also have Fournette ahead of him. Uh, which I think a lot of people might take Barkley because he because he's more more explosive, and I don't blame anyone for that. But uh, you know he he's really good, and and I think he's going to be a borderline first round pick uh, in every draft. Probably will go in the first round. We kind of grade him out very end of the first, early second. But you know, exciting rookies are just. I mean, uh, you know, they're uh, they're like crack to fantasy owners. They can't not take them and. <laughs> And it's just always more exciting, right? If you're sitting at the number eight pick and you're staring down Melvin Gordon or one of those receivers or Saquon Barkley, you're like, you know what? I want Saquon Barkley. I want to be the dude who drafted Saquon Barkley the, the rookie year when he had 2,200 total yards. Like, just everything's in your head for possibilities. They're endless. Give us someone who was a fantasy stud last year who's going to be a fantasy dud this year. Uh, man, you know, it, the, <laughs> there's always a lot of candidates, right? I think there's guys you worry about. Someone like Marvin Jones, um, you know, in Detroit was like really good last year. Maybe was a little bit under the radar, but his game is so big play dependent and it's so sort of week to week and he can be inconsistent. And, you know, those are those are the guys I kind of look at that I worry about a little bit. And I would say, man, I boy, I just don't know if he can repeat what he did last year. Some other guys, obviously, who changed teams. Like, I think Kirk Cousins, you like the setup a lot in Minnesota. Mm. He's been a stud at quarterback the last couple of years. But just things are a little different. And you never know. You like the receivers. You like everything around him. But he's inefficient in the red zone. He's got a new offense, a weak offensive line. 
and you just worry a little bit, if all of a sudden those touchdowns go down a little bit with all the other good quarterbacks, he could be a guy that could really disappoint too, I think. Matt, we talked about Saquon Barkley, but who are some other rookies that you're kind of keeping your eye on as we move into the football season? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, it's always running back, and, and there's a bunch – and Royce Freeman in Denver is getting a lot of buzz. I think on Johnson in Detroit, he's got a lot of competition, so you worry about that. Uh, Ronald Jones, I think people are really excited about him. Then he sort of got got a little bit of water doused on uh, on that because, uh, you know, the coach is there like Peyton Barber, so we don't know how that's going to go. Uh, a couple other situations, too, where, where you're just sort of looking and hoping someone breaks out, and you're just, you're just hoping, but you never know until – it's finalized. Obviously, Darius Geis was a real popular one. Boom, already torn ACL out. Sony Michelle hurt, so we're not going to see him until later on in the season. By then, who knows with the Patriots who's going to have that job and who who's possibly going to be running away, away with it. So those are the big ones. I mean, I think the rookie quarterbacks, they're fun for real football and fantasy. A lot of times they don't pan out. But you look at last year, Deshaun Watson came in. It was the hottest thing in the league for a stretch of weeks before he got hurt. So I think you have to pay attention to them. Obviously, Baker Mayfield, that that offense, it's crazy to say, the Browns offense is loaded all of a sudden. Oh, yeah. So if, if he gets that shot, he could take off. He could be huge. But it's a matter of him getting that shot, and we don't exactly know when it's going to be. I think receivers, you're looking at DJ Moore, you're looking at Calvin Ridley, a couple other guys, you know, they're the big ones, obviously, who stand out. But like Anthony Miller in Chicago, a lot of hype around him if Mitch Trubisky can can get it going at all. So I think there's some real interesting possibilities with guys like that, too, and are, are certainly worth watching. Matt, final question for the evening, and thank you again for, for joining us. Um, you, you've been around fantasy football for a long time. Most leagues, they pay for – they uh, everybody, they're playing for cash. But some leagues – if you end up dead last, you have to do something embarrassing. I've heard some people like they, the loser has to take like the SAT or the ACT and the post, you know, and they have to post their score on social media or, you know, like the, the famous one is that someone has to get a tattoo. Everybody gets to pick out what it is. He just gets to pick out on where it is on his body. Nice. What, what's the best uh, loser thing that you've heard somebody had to do in a fantasy league? Yeah, I mean, I I love the the ACT one. I really think that one's fantastic because it's just such a colossal waste of time, and it's annoying, <laughs> and it's embarrassing when you walk in to a high school cafeteria with a bunch of seventeen year olds. Like, what what's going on? Yeah. Uh, so I'm a big fan of that one. I heard another one that was like it was an all you know it was only dudes playing in the league, and like the loser had to get a, a like a sex toy to put on their keychain <laughs> for an entire year, like a pink. Uh, you know, uh, apparatus. Oh, small, that's the best. Small one. You could you could say dildo. You could say <laughs> yeah. dildo on this show. I believe, it was a, I believe it was a vibrator. But yeah, and it was it was rather small, but it just had to be on their keychain all year. So you know, you're you're just at the store and you, you're gonna oh, pay for that's, something. That's too funny. Anytime you got to go through like the airport. Or you're, yeah. going, or you're going to a game, you got to take your keys out and put it in that basket, and security's got to look at it. That right. is I guess outstanding. It's an honor system. I guess it's an honor system if you don't all live at the same town. But yeah, it's uh, that one. I was like, yeah, that'd be, I wouldn't want to do that. That'd be rough. I think think there's <laughs> lots of others. I'd rather take the SATs than that for sure. Wow. So that one's that one's pretty rough. Well, Matt, uh, good luck to you and all of your leagues, and uh, we'll look forward to having you on again throughout the NFL season to give us all the advice we need on our fantasy teams. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks, Thanks Matt. Matt. That is Matt right. Lutowski from the Sporting News. You can follow him on Twitter at MLutowski.
You're listening to the Last Man Up podcast, part of the St. Louis Podcast Network. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at Matt underscore Berger. You can follow Quay on Twitter at Ton of Clayton, and you can follow Andy on Twitter at Emo6. Hey, don't forget about the uh, the podcast. Twitter handle at STL Podcast. No, no, no. And also the Last Man Up pod. At and at Last Man and Up pod. Clay, what did you do this week? Uh, I created a Facebook page. That is correct. Wow, wow, you now, wow. You can now like us on Facebook as well. I mean, that's, just like your grandpa. That's huge. It's huge. Huge. <laughs> yeah. Facebook is the whole new thing. It's been great. We're going to be uh, posting new episodes, you know, as they come out, both on Twitter and uh, Facebook now. So make sure you check them out and listen. Yeah. And also, in ways to interact, we might post some polls about what you guys, about what you want us to talk about. And if you want to be a guest, you can also contact us that way, too. <laughs> I I'm, still pulling, I'm still Bonds. pulling for the live, the live call in show. I think we need to do it one week. Okay. But whose number are we going to give out? Yours? Oh, no, I set, have one. Google, you can set up. Oh, uh, you have one. You have yeah. like a Google you can one? Set okay. Yeah, Google, Google one we can use. We need to do it. One will it week. be 855-CUB-TALK? No. <laughs> no, it would not be. Okay. Uh, I know that you have a rant that you want to get on oh. about, about Jack in the Box, but before you get on your rant, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get on my rant real quickly. Yes. So I know this is going to sound like, oh, my God, you're going to roll your eyes about it. I don't understand the appeal of people watching the Little League World Series. Like, I can understand, like, maybe, like, the championship game, but all these Little League World Series games are now on ESPN. Do people seriously sit around and watch Watching this? Have you, have you watched Big Al? I, I know who he is. Oh, and I know he, that, he says that's, that he, my year. name is Big Al and I hit dingers, and he's kind of like this chubby kid, like, from the Sandlot. Yes. Yeah, there's, there's, there's always a cute story like that. Like, there's always, like, there's one where his oh, favorite actor is, like, I thought you were talking about port- the caller, Big Al. No. <laughs> But which is kind of ironic considering that he's not that big. Right. But you have like you know, there's always gonna be like the guy, like there's there's one kid, like his favorite actor is a porn star, right. and there's someone yeah. like a player he's got a crush and it's his teacher. So there's always like a fun story like that. But I mean, like do people do you sit around and watch these little league baseball games? No. Because between so the only reason people watch it, one, is for those heartwarming, like funny stories like Big Al's now sure, become can, like a you cult re- icon. But you can read that online or you can see you the can. you can see the clip like on YouTube or you something. You can. So it's that. And the second reason is you watch it to start really guessing uh what birth certificates have been doctored. Oh <laughs> that's a fun game to play. Because so that's what you do. That's what I do because I watched a team the other day. Homeboy was six two and like 225 and yeah. was 12 years old. And he you're was, like, no. I can't remember where he's from, but I was like, that is 100% false. There's not no a 12 way. year old. Not, not 12. Not that's a 12 year old. That's a grown man. Not unless he had a, like a pituitary gland condition. That's, I mean, yeah, like poor Robert Wadlow. Yes. <laughs> this, I mean, I don't know if you guys seen Bench, uh, what is it, Bench Warmers with, um, yes. Oh, uh, what is that? Owen Wilson. Name? Oh, no, it's, no. Uh, it's John Heater. John Heater, yeah. And, Napoleon. Uh, yes, the Napoleon guy. But the scene where he uh, he holds up the the piece of paper that just says "I am 12, but it's like a forty year old. But now, that's what it is. So that's the reason you watch it for that. Um, it makes I, mean, I know think- there's there's people out there who are like, oh, I watch it because you know it's the purity of the game, and these kids are just playing for fun. Great, doesn't make me want to watch them. It's terrible, terrible baseball. That's what I'm saying. Like I don't understand why it's tele. Like I'm, the championship game, I understand. Yeah. All of these games are televised. And we get spanked by Japan or South Korea. Or Chinese Taipei. Chinese Taipei every year because those kids are so fundamentally sound. And then you feel bad because these kids, like, they still strike out when, or they still cry when they strike out. And, you know, there's always going to be some coach that is going to do something that someone's not going to like. And there's a Twitter storm that's going to surround him. It just just seems like it's a bunch of nonsense for nothing. You know, I I know why they do it. I know why they, I know why they show it, though. Because back in 1990, 
uh, there was a player for the Oakland A's named Carney Lansford. And Kearney Lansford was one of the first people to play in both the Little League World Series and the Real World Series. Okay. And they kept going back to him playing in the Little League World Series. So they so, so they, they wanted the footage. They have the archive footage. In case one of these kids makes it to the World Great. Series. Well, they've had a few They kids. have the Little League. Todd Frazier was yeah, one of he's, them. He's one like Bryce that, Bryce Harper was also, I Okay, think. so every Bryce once Harper in a while. Bryce Harper played the League World Series? I, I don't know if he played in the Little League World okay, Series. Okay, did he play in the championship game or he played like in the Little League I World Series? I think it Series? was in the, like, the tournament. Okay, itself, I mean. Which I... I'm not backing it by any means. It it is a little. Apparently, some people are watching it because if the, if people weren't watching it, ESPN wouldn't air it. I will. Or see, if you're ESPN, I don't understand why you don't kick it to their, that online platform. Yeah, is, it, have is, it the, Plus. is it on the Ocho? No, it, no, it's it's on regular. It's on regular, regular ESPN. Program. Wow. Yeah, I will say ESPN. that when I was younger, like when I was in high school, I'd be more apt to watch Absolutely. it because w- you're closer to the kids in. Age. I wonder if yeah, if it's programming aimed at children. I mean, that's, well, it's parents and kids that are watching. Like, Okay, well, number one, kids don't watch TV anymore, in case you haven't noticed. They watch it on their laptop, or they watch it on their phone, yeah. or they watch it on their tablet. Kids don't watch TV. Well, you can stream it on your phone. I'm just saying. And, num- and number two, like kids are in school, and like if they're not in school, they're playing Fortnite. That is the thing. They're playing like, it, they're playing like noon games on a Tuesday. Yeah, to the I mean, like, I... I I, I don't get it. I don't I don't get how those kids are allowed to be out of school for that long. Oh, they get because, some kind of special permission. Or I mean, something. They're, they're out for like a month and a half. I know there's something that you wanted to rant about too. We're about to wrap this I, episode up. I didn't be on ranting about Jack. The short story before on the way here. Uh, I've had a very busy day running around due to my own foolishness, but I went to go to Jack in the Box. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to get some tacos. I haven't eaten this afternoon. Like, whatever. I go to Jack in the Box, and they're out of tacos. How do you run out of tacos, Jack in the Box? It's their one thing. It must have been, been a, lot of, item. Must have been a lot of stoners the night before. Unbelievable. It was, it was probably God telling me that you don't need this. You probably don't. You're, probably so. You're too, you're too fat for this. Well, you, well, I mean, that's one way I would describe you, Clay, is obese. I'm yeah. Very large. Right. Morbidly obese. <laughs> As they flip him off. <laughs> the morbidly, for the morbidly I, obese clay buyers. As I order. sit here with my uh, my cookie shake and my Mountain Dew. Right. I have I have a, a rant, too. That I, uh, I'm old. Okay. I, I, I'm older than you, but go for it. I'm officially old. Um, I had an event at a Hot Shots in Wentzville on Friday night with uh, the boys from The Point. And I decided to uh, indulge a little bit in some alcoholic beverages. So I had three Bud Lights and three shots, which... In the old days, it was a pretty light evening for me. Sure. Mm. So I had those three out there over the course of about four hours. So I was perfectly fine to drive home. Get home, get back to the Carbon of Glen, stop at the bar, have one more beer and one more shot, shoot the shit with some people. I get home, go to bed. Next morning, wake up. I feel like I've been hit like a freight train. Yeah. I, I feel like I'm busting into chills in the flu, and I can't figure out why. It's the shots. It was it was the shots. It's it shots, was, and they were Jaeger bombs because I just I love Jaeger bombs. They're so delicious. I, you're I've, such a party animal. I've I know, and I was like, why <laughs> why am I so lame? Why am I so lame? Because this is terrible. I mean, I, that I can't I can't drink anymore. Well, I and mean, I love to drink. Okay, you just have you just have to be smarter about it. Like you you can still drink. You, you just can't drink some, like you did when you were twenty. You gotta add some water. No, something. I mean I was talking like I could drink like that three years ago. Okay, well you can't drink like you did when you were thirty seven. <laughs> 38 38 you have to like like I, I don't do shots anymore like if I do shots it's on a really rare occasion yeah I did not do any on Friday at the draft because I didn't pick anybody who was on the board I didn't make any bad picks that's good and you also have like a a, 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 a clock for your mm. pick you had two minutes and if you went over the two minutes 
shot. Scarlet would make you take a shot of real tequila. Oh, I always no. had. I always. Do you have, have to pay for that on top no. of it? So uh, that was included. It was included. How many shots did she give out? Oh, she gave out like six or seven. I know some people who did like. You know what a bottle of real tequila costs? I know some people like did like five five dollars. Yeah. I know some people did like end up having to do like two or three shots That's... because they kept picking players that were oh, on the no. board. One person did it twice in a row. Pay attention. Yeah, pay, probably, should, pay attention. It's not difficult to do. Oh my gosh! Any more rants? No, I am. I am. Anybody rant- else pissed off about it's anything? Su- it's Sunday night. We're all tired. We're about to go back to work tomorrow. I'm just let's let's close it out. Lucky us, right? Hey, look, there's our closing music. Special thanks to Matt Lutovsky from The Sporting News. You can follow him on Twitter at MLutovsky. Uh, make sure you follow him for all your fantasy football needs. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Hope you enjoyed all the episodes at stlpodcast.com. We'll see you on the other side. Have a good day.